a Radio 191 FM podcast. Chloe is here. It must mean it's time for our yearly fix of Art is Real. It's been about a year, right, Chloe? I've missed you. Yeah, oh, the mic wasn't on. No, oh, uh, I missed you too. Oh, thanks, mate. Hey, it's time for Art is Real. Chloe's here. Um, Morena to you. Asamario. Mm-hmm. How are we today? Um, yeah, great. You're not dressed yeah. for the weather. I am. It's going to get got, like 18 degrees. Got, oh, I was going to say, I am, I've got wool on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, that, that always means it's going to be cold. Oh, I just got electric shock from my mic. Holy fuck. Uh, sorry for swearing. Are we trying to tell you something? Yeah, that's right. Don't be smart. You've got wool on and it's lambing season. I think it's pretty inappropriate, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, hey, um, what's going on at the Hocken? Um, we've just opened a new show called Tuya <laughs> Dash Southern Encounters. Oh. And if you open your Otago Daily Times, which I know you all subscribe to, um, you can read a nice article that Rebecca Fox has done where she's interviewed Sharon Dow, Hocken librarian, who has curated the exhibition, put it together, and um, she talks about the various works and the motivation for the show and... Um, it's something that, yeah, would be great to check out if you're on campus next couple of months. On campus? You guys aren't on campus. We're on campus. <laughs> by Emersonsbury and Mobile <laughs> and the docks. Of course, you're down by Emersons. Oh, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, um, down by down. the docks. Down by the docks. Down the boom docks. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a, what a track. We're um, right next to the Otago Polytech, so we're kind of on two campuses, I guess you could say. Mm, the Campus mm. of Life is the other campus we're on. Oh, the Campus yeah. of Life. Um, now, this is to commemorate, uh, well, this is for the, uh, a part of the Tuya 250 project, which is... Um, it, it is not. Is it, it's not? It's not No, you ju- you're just jumping on the bandwagon. Um, it's a response to the Tuya 250. Oh, wow! Yeah, I didn't tell you that before you we didn't on tell air, me did that. you? You wanted to do that on purpose. Yep. Oh, okay, it's a response. And so, um, okay, so... Uh, why are you responding? In which way are you responding? Um, well, the word Tuia ha- has sort of been co-opted into this um, acknowledgement that it's been 250 years since Cook uh, came to Aotearoa on his first of three voyages. Yes. And, um, bon voyage, <laughs> Cook. Get out of here. So, um, so the word itself means to sort of bind together. So mm. that's the reason why it's used as the brand name or it's it's being sort of um, co-opted to talk about the two cultures that have come together, Pakia and Māori. Um, but our show is also called Tuia, but it's called Tuia Southern Encounters because um, it, it sort of displays a lot of work, work and a lot of artefacts and taonga and maps and names of places of the southern region where mm-hmm. we are and celebrates what was here and what was a really dear possession to 50 generations of people before Cook sailed past and funnily enough um, there was no encounter so yes. so in other places on his first voyage there were encounters, there were bloody encounters, but he sailed past Otago and declared it a barren and uninhabitable land um, and didn't encounter anyone until he came back on his second voyage and um, sailed into Dusky Bay um, in Fiordland mm-hmm. and came across some families that were there and he greeted them in 
um, a nice way instead of a gun <laughs> bang bang kind of way. So, yeah, yeah. so um, it was quite a different set of encounters down here. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that we're still part of Aotearoa and still um, dealing with some of the atrocities that happened and set the tone for col- the colonisation of this country. But the exhibition um, is something that Sharon wanted to do to celebrate a lot of the um, people that have been really key in um, the claim, the Naitahu claim, as well as a lot of the archives that we hold at the Hocken that document a lot of the people that were in Otago in early colonisation and a lot of the artefacts that are from the museum that we have in the show, like um, Akete is full of these beautiful Salmizia leaves um, that were made over probably the course of a year, um, collected, harvested to make into a cloak. Um, So it just celebrates like the incredible skill and technology of the people that lived here before Cook mapped this place and basically advertised it to the world to come here and live and go whaling and mm. sailing and so on. So it's an interesting position. Yeah, well, because of course, um, after Cook, the next um, encounters that would have been had would have been with whalers, and that was mm-hmm. not too far in the future after Cook's voyages. No, and, and yeah, we've got a lot of um, archives and paintings and so on of. Um, of that time out in um, Tairoa Head out on the peninsula with the Walla family mm-hmm. who um, married into some of the local families like there was this woman Fanny Weller um, a Māori woman who um, we've got a painting of so we haven't got that in the show so that's um, part of the kind of the show is like a departure point so if you are researching this area if you're studying or you're interested you can kind of dart off in that direction that you did just then Jamie and say oh yeah then there was whaling and you know there's there's a lot of artifacts that we hold in the Hocken that that document so much of these histories and the, all the little intricacies of it that have led to where and how we live in this region today and how we understand it mm, mm. Um, and how we hope um, other people will come to understand it because it's it's um it's intricate. Right? Yeah, there's so much to see in the show that shows the intricacy. Um, uh, there are two iPads that have the Naitahu Archives project Kahuru Maru on uh, on them, and so that is a huge mapping project that um, was completed up in Canterbury that covers Canterbury, Otago, Southland. Um, and shows these areas that um, the people of Aotearoa uh, were using to trek through and get certain things like Taramea resin from the Auraki Mount Cook area, um, collecting that resin from uh, certain plants. Um, and, and then there's other areas like um, we've got this amazing, we call it the blob, but it's um, it's... Uh, from the School of Archaeology here and um, it's a bunch of silcrete blades that were smashed from a one block um, a hammerstone up in this area um, this dig site in Ida Valley by St. Bathans mm-hmm. um, and that was um, it was smashed and then pieces were taken that were the shape of blades to, and used by the 
early Polynesians that came here and hunted more, so that in that early moa hunting period. Um, so blades from there uh, were one area where they would go and get certain materials, yeah. and then you know you would go to Auraki to get. Um, the Tadamia, and then you would go somewhere else to get something else, and so on. And it, it goes right up to Wakatipu and Hawea, um, the map, and shows these pathways. And you know, like some of those pathways lead to the rock art and um, the Benmore area. Um, and it was just this, and this area was just this most incredibly furnished landscape. And it, it's just that we can't really see that anymore so this yeah. this is what the show celebrates and it it also it does that there are a lot of objects and artifacts like um harakiki sandals um from the otago museum um and also some really interesting works like this image called auntie which is a 2d facial approximation that was made with the help of some academics from the University of Otago, from the anatomy department and so on. Um, they uh, were part of a project um, with the Rangitane iwi up in Wairau where the, um, the Ko iwi um, Wairau bar remains were found in mm-hmm. 1939. And um, as part of the repatriation of that back to, um, of those tupuna back to um, Rangitane, they um, did this facial approximation where they examined the remains and created an image um, of what um, one of the women would have looked like using about a hundred images of Māori women from history. And so that project is really well known. It's all over Google if you want to look it up. Um, and um, we've got that image to sort of um, ground people in the kind of visual element of history um, alongside this really great work by Fiona Paddington that we hold in the pictorial collection at the Hocken called um, Takatahara. So it's a life cast of Takatahara, but Fiona Paddington has taken a photo of that life cast, which is in a French ethnographical museum. And um, we purchased that. It was part of a larger exhibition that came to the Zinian Public Art Gallery a few years back. Um, so there are these images um, of people, of real people, um, and th- that alongside the artefacts and some artwork by some local contemporary artists and um, a lot of historical artefacts. So it's a really interesting show that, like 10 minutes ago, we were just talking about Tuia 250 and that whole thing, but I think now you can kind of see that it like, basically has nothing to do yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It has like this title to kind of pull it into that like acknowledge that debate but it just uses the same word tuia because it is like the ties that bind but yeah. it's it's a different kind of exhibition and and um it's something that um that you have to come and see because it's so cool with all of the maps and the artwork and the taonga and the diaries and journals and the sound works um the contemporary art um, everything coming together um, makes a really unique exhibition. I like the fact that you've got those, um, you know, those images you're saying because I mean we can have artifacts and things like that, but I think you need images, whether they're digitised um, uh, or not, um, to really tie you into the fact that it um, that it was real. Yeah, yeah, I if think you know what I mean? it's really cool because Auntie is an image. Um, that celebrates 
um, the humanity of that person. Yeah. And if it was 50 years ago, we would be looking at that person's bones in a box, you know, yeah. in a window. Yeah. Which is n- no way to acknowledge the people that came before us, but also you can't learn from that. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, how fascinating, mm. <laughs> you know. Oh, bones. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, exactly. But, but you technology know. affords us the, the, the access to see the humanity of somebody that lived where we live now, mm. but a thousand years ago. It's funny, people are really, can get really tied up with lineage and family trees and stuff like that, but then they can't look at the same thing outside of their own scope. Mm. Hopefully something mm. like that does that, and they can learn a little bit about the history uh, and why it is so important to the people that are here now mm. in terms of Natahu and, and like, um, and and maybe get a little bit of understanding uh, yeah. a, a, in terms of redressing the, um, the issues of col- colonisation. Yeah, and I think the the area in the exhibition, it's actually kind of throughout the exhibition, there is that um, the claim, the Natahu claim is shown in the way that you know, like you, you see all of these resources and all of these things, like this really beautiful kitty that was that stained red from tutu berries, um, and it was used to kind of squeeze them. And it's this, um, it's a weave pattern that people are still trying to replicate. It's really complicated, yeah. and um, that is on display with all of these other things that are just demonstrating the abundance of resources and how they were made with skill and knowledge and time and um, kind of um, trading and so on. So these things like... Trading was huge. Well, there's things like... um, We've got this really cool video from the Hei Tohu exhibition at the National Library made by ClickSuite, and it's on YouTube as well. Um, It shows, like, that there was Ponamu up in the North Island, so, you know, you can see, like, the trade routes and so on in the video. But... um, all of these things are in the exhibition and then you can kind of see that the narrative over like seven generations since Cook has slowly changed from like the land disappearing, so the resources and the food disappearing. Um, there's always that really beautiful fish hooks and barracuda lures and so on um, that were, uh, that you can see they've been like really used and so, and so on and, and all of those things like not being able to fish or not being able to collect berries in your and so on um, basically you know squeezing down the land right mm. down to nothing through all the like the Otago purchase and, and so on um, meant that there was no more resources and no more moving throughout the region to collect this item or that item there was yeah movement became restricted through colonization and then you see the claim and the way that that now there's this other side of things where you've got the Kahuru Manu project where you know um, the Naitahu Archives team have gone back and mapped out a lot of this history and reclaimed a lot of the names of the places that were documented and like the Hokan just kind of sits in this really interesting zone through that seven generations because it's been around since the late 1800s where Dr Hokan was collecting these things on behalf of like Harry's Beatty and Edward Shortland, who were working with um, Chief Huruhuru and Tuki when they were drawing him maps, and he was drawing the right, they were writing them down and so on. And and so we hold a lot of this knowledge that was recorded, um, and so we can kind of we can show this 
these first-hand, these primary resources, Mm -hmm. along with the help of a lot of institutions like Otago Museum, who have loaned us a lot of things, and Dineen Public Art Gallery, and um, some local artists that have lent their work to the show, um, which are Aisha Green, Simon Khan, and Ron Bull, and um, a lot of other organisations like Rangitane Iwi and Click Suite and the Hei Tohu exhibition and Naitahu Archives with the Kahuru Mano project being shown. So, um, oh, and we also have images from the British Museum and the Museum of Natural History in London. So there's a lot going on. It's definitely one of our biggest exhibitions. So definitely come and see it. You've had a lot of big exhibitions. I know. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, the, the Hocken used to be like this little kind of picture gallery place where, you know, you'd have like the Francis Hodgkins exhibitions and um, be showing things from the collection. But we every now and again, we do do really big exhibitions. Like um, we drove here a couple of years back. I think maybe it was 2012. That was a really big exhibition. They mm. had a lot of visitors, but... Our last exhibition, A Garden of Earthly Delights, which you're re- referring to in there, yeah. um, that had, so we drove here, had the most exhibition, uh, sorry, the most visitors to an exhibition we've ever had, um, which was like 2,000 or something, like crazy. But um, A Garden of Earthly Delights had 4,000 wow. <laughs> in like three months. So um, hopefully we can get that kind of viewership for this exhibition as well, because just like A Garden of Earthly Delights, it's a really important show that. Um, the curators of the Hocken, um and in this instance Sharon Dell, the Hocken librarian who has a lot of curatorial and museum experience and archives experience um, can kind of have the opportunity to put on at a time where these things are being talked about like mm. through the two year 250 mm. situation so, mm. yeah. situation. so we've, we've responded and um, we just invite everyone who's listening to come and check it out Go and check it out. Get down to We've the We've got home. a visitor's book, so you can leave what you think. We're <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, open. <laughs> hey, thanks, pal. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. So I'll be open every day from 10 to 5? Um, Monday to Saturday, 10 to 5. Yeah, yeah, and it's running for a few weeks. Uh, till the 9th of November. All right, plenty of time uh, to get down there, but get down there early. Avoid the rush. Avoid the that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.